0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. We're in a season where we're all kind of contemplating what to do with our children in terms of school, and this is at every level from preschool to kindergarten, daycare, and, of course, the university college level. Uh, I teach at Hunter College, which is one of the best things I've done over the last 20 years, that teaching at NYU, of course, and... It's gonna be different, it's gonna be different, but it also, I think, gives us an opportunity to examine what is the value of an education and why do we go to school and why do we send our children to school? Not elementary school and high school, of course, but college, what is higher education for? And I had a conversation recently on my radio show with Dr. Buster Sores, Dr. DeForest Soares, about this topic of education from an economic standpoint. You know, we, we got into it around the value and the dollars because every year it seems like a college education is costing more and more. But are we getting more and more for it as young people are being saddled with 30, 40, $50,000 in debt without a job to be able to pay that debt off? I mean, the fact that Barack Obama had student loan debt when he was running for president of the United States, should speak volumes about maybe how upside down this business of education has become. Either we're going to produce a nation of folks that know how to do things, that know how to contribute to society, that are following their passions through their educational pursuits, or we are just creating a mill of folks that are going to be in debt to the day they die. I'm not for that latter. So we're going to continue to have these conversations. And up next is an interview that I did with Dr. Soares around this topic. And this podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They've literally rethought every detail of the socks that we wear. I wear them every day. You know that with my flip-flops. I can't stop talking about them because they are really, really soft and comfortable. I wear the little um, ankle socks. But they got no-show socks, third, three-quarter socks. You know, they, have every, they even have compression socks. Okay, so those of you who are working out at a high level uh, or traveling, mm -hmm, you got compression socks there as well. But every pair, which is why I really love Bombas, every pair you purchase, they donate to someone in need. And their generosity, the generosity of the customers have allowed Bombas to donate more than 34 million pairs of socks and counting. And they have more than... 3,000 giving partners. So when you buy a pair of Bombas socks, know that the contribution is that somebody in need will have a pair, just a shred of dignity to put on something clean every day. So go get yourself, not one, not two, maybe 10 pair of socks, because you're going to have to need socks anyway. And then 10 people get socks. You understand what I'm saying? Go to bombas.com Karen, 20% off your first purchase. Don't make the mistake I did, because when I had to go buy and buy, buy new <laughs> another pair, I didn't get the 20% discount. So make it count. off your first purchase at dot com slash Karen. Up next, my interview with Dr. DeForest stories on education. Before we get into the the event tomorrow, you wanted to jump in on this uh, education piece because we were talking about how much tuition is and Harvard has the audacity to be online only and still charge $54,000 a semester. Yeah, it's criminal. It's
1: criminal. We should should take... United States higher education before the world court and charge them with crimes against our own people. It's genocide. It's, 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 it's the ugliest part of this beautiful country. I love America. I'm not moving to any other country, but this is a crime. And the Lord knows we need political leaders that have the courage to say it We the corporate leaders that will use their influence to change higher education, it's an absolute crime. And by the way, in addition to being virtual, you know, a lot of our young people have been virtual in that they have never met a real professor anyway. They go to these large lecture halls, taught by these high-pray paid PhDs, and then they interact with interns and graduate assistants. It's a a real ripoff, And I think history will not be kind to America for what the government is promoting as higher education.
0: Well, I mean, you call the genocide, though, don't you think that's a little harsh? And 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 it's Harvard and Princeton and Yale are those are private institutions. It's that's not, not it's a government. Not
1: it, it, it's not harsh because you cannot discharge student loans. I've got people now writing me letters. They have a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Uh, a real estate developer can go bankrupt, file bankruptcy, and walk away. Yet yeah, a student can file bankruptcy and the student loan will stay with them after they die. The student loan will come to the funeral and sit with the family, come back for repair. You cannot get rid of a student loan. So how fair is that? And it's a whole generation that are into the idea that student loan debt is good debt because you're buying education, you're buying experience, you're buying contacts. It is one of the biggest lies told to a whole generation. In this country, our parents were not saddled with student loan debt until they died. This generation is strapped with over a trillion dollars of student loan debt, and it is impactful enough to call genocide.
0: You know these cars today are like computers on wheels. <laughs> they, everything is electronically controlled from your transmission. They got the touchscreen displays, dozens of sensors, and you can't fix a single thing when these things break. So when something breaks in your car, it could cost you a fortune. I just had a friend go through this with one of her cars, and guess what? $2,000. She wasn't covered, wasn't protected. So go now, get covered, CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans. They're customizable uh, and they cover everything. Thousands of dollars can, can be saved. They cover everything from computers to GPS to electronics and more. The people at CarShield also understand that you need payment flexibility. So they have plans that start as low as $99 a month with no long-term contracts or commitments. So if you're doing what I'm doing, which is paying off my car, your warranty is going to run out at some point. So head over to the number one auto protection provider. That is CarShield. More than a million customers and growing, and you can drive with confidence. They also give you 24-7 roadside assistance, complimentary, of course, and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. And you get to pick your favorite dealership or mechanic to do the work. They take care of the rest. So for as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises, save thousands for a cover repair. Call 800-CAR-6000, mention code Karen, Or visit carshield.com. Use code Karen to save 10%. That's carshield.com code Karen. A deductible may apply. Wow. You
2: know, uh, amen to that, Dr. Stories. I found a couple numbers just to kind of like help illustrate this issue because, you know, the cost of tuition has risen exponentially over the last two decades. It's not just. You know, cost of living or anything. University of Virginia raised tuition 74% between 2009 and 2016. They have a $2.3 billion fund in reserves. If you look at uh, Cal State, they built a 166,000 square foot performing arts center that cost $125 million. These are the types of things that these universities, who are again looking a lot more like corporations, without any of the organization or the lack of weight or any of the oversight that even a corporation would have to be more efficient are academics. I don't know if you guys worked at an academic institution ever. It is the worst bureaucratic nightmare you could ever imagine. I've done it several times and it is a very difficult experience. What we've done to students and found them with that, I can tell you not everyone has been as fortunate. I think it's me where I've you know been fortunate to make a good amount so I've been able to pay things down. But it has kept me from taking and making decisions and, and taking risks that I would have wanted to have taken. There is an existential weight on me with the amount of debt that I lobbed, that I lobbed onto myself. And no one spoke – if Dr. Soares saw me before I got to law school, I would have never went because I would have really understood how much – because I would have, all, first of all, had Dr. Soares talk to my mother – and that would have also settled it, I think, as well, <laughs> because it's just too yeah, because expensive.
0: because that's really it. You know, we're pushing our kids into becoming these things. Right. And so because it defines you, you know, you think that that is what is going to make you successful in this country. So law school has a price. Grad school has a price. And, you know, I, I teach You know, I taught at NYU, which was a big price tag. And now I teach at a public school, uh, CUNY, at, uh, Hunter College. And it's a. Much I think a not a much better education, but it's comparable, you know, and it's a, maybe a fourth of the price and so All if right. you are in state like this this it shouldn't cost an arm and a leg or a fortune, you shouldn't have to be paying it until you're dead uh no. that Barack Obama was still paying student loan debt when he was running for president exactly, exactly. it'- is ridi- is it's ridiculous how was it a crime
1: when he was in office? It's long-term, it's a threat to our economy. If having an educated workforce, meaning having people with skills that are qualified to run the economy, then we're we're pricing, first of all, we're pricing education out. And secondly, the education that we're giving is not preparing young people to run the world. The courses, Mm -hmm. you you, you could take a a 19-year-old, put them in a six-month coding course, He'll come out working in technology for seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year with no degree in anything. Yet you can take someone and pay one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a four-year college education, and, and and they end up driving the Uber. No, it's a total mismatch, and higher ed is is a criminal
0: enterprise. Wow. Oh uh, that's dear, Dr. Sorry saying that, not me. Amen. Uh, I just, Amen. I want I want uh deniability. He said it's a criminal enterprise. 8668018255. The shows producers and <laughs> guests are not
3: necessarily those of Karen Hunter That'd or come. SiriusXM.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh so so moving forward, uh because I know that people out there with that are 19, you know. Um Cena wanted to be a comedian, like a world-class which he's he's very funny. You know, but now you're in business. You're not even using your law degree that you have all of this debt for. What are the industries, Dr. Sores, if you were right now, you know, raising kids again, where would you steer your children right now? Besides coding? Uh,
1: surely technology, technology holistically, you know, whether it's artificial uh, intelligence or virtual reality, technology is all pervasive. And the reality is all of us need basic technology skills. Right now, we're, we're on Zoom. Uh, six months ago, most of us had not even heard of Zoom, but technology has now infiltrated our existence, and everybody needs a, a basic level of technological skills. In terms of industries, the healthcare industry is not going anywhere, and you know the pandemic is not getting better. We're getting sicker and sicker, and there's a shift in the way we deliver healthcare, right now in america there are 1 million vacant nursing jobs that we can't fill before the pandemic because we don't have nursing schools that are recruiting students that need this kind of training and we're not matching fourth graders with careers in healthcare so i'd be uh, i'd be aiming them in healthcare communications communications is shifting but the one thing we know humans will have to do and that is to communicate with other humans And as the shifts occur, from we went from wire to broadband, and now from broadband we've got satellite. We've we've got all kinds of connectivity. But global communications will always be critical, and whether you're inside the industry or supporting that industry, there will always be room in communications. So healthcare, technology, communications are industries that are growth industries. Do you know that in February, Zoom's, Stock was uh, seventy one dollars a share? Today, right now, Zoom stock is two hundred and fifty one dollars a
0: share. Wow, man! Yeah. Have we invested? If we had just gotten a, a hundred shares, right? Eight, six? Who knew? Who knew? I'm somebody knew. Yeah, <laughs> eight six six that eight zero one. Program because you see, if we you have to pay attention, it's the, the day,
1: the day we knew we were not going to be able to have church on Sunday and have school on Monday and go to work on Tuesday. That was the day we were, we were supposed to send the word out by zoom. And the people in my program know that because we teach people to pay attention to what's happening in the economy. Now, listen, I'm, I, I'm all for the dismantling of symbols. You know, I, I'm all, I'm all for that. I'm, i do not think, the, the Confederate flag should be flown. I don't think the statue celebrating Confederate generals should be up. But, but if I have a half-hour day to spend, I'm going to spend that half-hour focusing on the trends so that I can figure out what's the next zoom rather than the flags because I can get rich with the Confederate flag flying and I can stay broke without the Confederate flag. I told, I told the kids mm. on the breakfast club yesterday, you know, I was woke and broke. I'd rather, be, I'd rather not be broke than to be woke.
0: When you think about your future, you usually think about goals. Where do I want to end up? Well, I'm encouraging you to dream. This is a good time to do that. Let's substitute dreams for goals, and suddenly you can plan even bigger because no one ever has small dreams. So I'm encouraging you to dare to dream bigger and start your bigger future with a degree from Ashford University. If you were thinking about going back to school, here's a good time. Ashford University online bachelor's and master's degree programs will allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert teachers give you real life experience, real world experience and online classes built for your life's twists and turns. And you can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60 plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, psychology, And they have 24-hour, 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, financial aid. Ashford gives you the tools you need to go from dreaming to doing. So go from dreaming to doing. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There are no fees to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Karen. Ashford.edu slash Karen. That's Ashford. Dot edu/ slash Karen not all programs are available in all states Cena you had something to ask or add yes
2: yeah, or yeah I just wanted to add just to kind of build on uh, dr. story's talking about technology and those different types of things that people should be learning right now one of the areas that's really growing a lot are being able to use these game engines to build experiences so unity is one and the unreal game engine is the other if anyone's thinking about getting into those, um programs that's basically how every video game a lot of movies tv shows that's how they're all going to be built and the unreal game engine has been around for 20 plus years i mean they built video games when i was just like a little kid if you go to the unreal website i'm actually doing this for myself right now because as dr story said i'm looking at trends and what's coming in the future and if i'm running a media business i gotta know that that's where i'm gonna have to be building things in the future i'm actually taking the class that they have on their website. You know what, how much it costs? Zero dollars. They have Free. an entire library of courses that you could take. And I'm trying to do that for myself right now. Cause as you said, Karen, I'm not using my law degree. So I might as well keep <laughs> learning all the other stuff. But if people want to get to that, I highly recommend it. It is going to just punish everyone else that, that isn't actually using those tools right now.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I disagree with Karen to an extent. I understand what what you mean, Karen. He's not using his degree. But there are certain analytical skills, certain research skills. There's a a discipline involved in legal education. And so you don't have to to be admitted to the bar and have a law license to use your law degree, just like my, my master's degree is in theology. But I don't spend as much time doing theological research as I do financial research. But the skills. Involved in right. achieving that accomplishment are transferable to whatever area you want to pursue. I,
0: I wasn't decrying you, his part. his degree. I was just decrying that it two hundred thousand dollars in debt or whatever it was at the time was not <laughs> worth the degree. I, I think you you can get a law degree without spending or being in debt two hundred thousand dollars. That's what's not worth it to me. The degree is absolutely worth it. I I definitely agree with that. Eight six six eight zero one. Okay. Eight, six, eight, zero, one, eight, two, five, five. So let me take this, uh, a couple of calls and I might good. have to hold you over cause Albert in Iowa is on. Sure. Welcome. Hey Albert. Well,
3: thank you. Hey, how y'all doing today? We're good. Oh, no, nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I got in the car and I'm listening to the, to the, um, to what the with what the doctor, good doctor said, and it just kind of, kind of hit me the wrong way. Um, he said, talked about higher education as being a uh, pre- pretty much a sham. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a, that, that, that that's not reality, and I understand that that's not a popular way of uh, looking at life today, as going through the traditional uh, path of higher education, especially being so expensive. But I think that's what has gotten us that frame of thinking, as well as has gotten us to the point we have Trump. Because higher education does a lot more than just put us in debt. It, it creates um, critical thinking. And if we had more critical thinkers out there, then we could understand, break down the rhetoric that, that, that Trump and his cronies have, already, have, have always presented to us. And we won't just buy that. Buy the, buy, okay. buy, buy
0: the message. Albert, thank you for your call. Um, uh, DeForest Sories, what do you say to that, Dr. Sories?
3: Well, so let me start with the Trump piece.
1: Uh, white people with college degrees voted for Trump more than they voted for Hillary Clinton. So as far as I'm concerned, all of that critical thinking that comes automatically from a college education is uh, is mythology. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I have three earned degrees. And the caller said that I called higher education a sham. I did not call it a sham. I called it a criminal enterprise. When you take money from people... Under the guise of a lie That's criminal When you have billions of dollars in the bank Yet you charge people more than they can afford For something that they'll never be able to pay off That's criminal When you create an atmosphere Where people will uh, Incur not only financial debt But physiological pain Emotional pain Psychological pain Spiritual pain When, when, when debt is the contribute to all of those Problems. What I'm saying is that the model, the financial construct, the economic theory behind higher education, charging the kind of money they do for students who have to borrow the money and never be able to pay it back, that is criminal. So, no, it's not a sham. I believe in critical thinking, but there are ways to learn critical thinking besides borrowing $60,000 to spend nine months on campus to hear from one or two professors and engage with uh graduate assistants and read the same books you can get from the library for free. So it's criminal.
0: It's not a share. Okay, it's just I
1: criminal.
0: Think, I think you uh think that, you handled that yeah. very well. I took yep. care of that. Uh, one. I, All right. I, I okay. completely okay. understand. Oh. All right. Let's um <laughs> yeah. let's let's move on. Uh Tiffany, Tiffany in Long Island, you're on with Doctor DeForest stories. Welcome. Hi. I love the show, Uh, thank Thank you. you. I'm in the car with my teenage boys and we're listening, very interesting. Um,
3: I was gonna say that
0: I'm a nurse. So for me, I think from my standpoint, I think the next thing to watch as this pandemic plays out is um, home care. Everybody's pulling their loved ones out of the nursing homes if they can. And taking care of them and hiring staff. Okay. I, I think that, I that, that is that a gr-
1: big yeah, Amen. Agree. I have a meeting at seven thirty tonight with a group of people about starting the only black owned home health care agency in New Jersey. Seven thirty tonight.
0: Wow. And and this is what I love about you, which people don't know, um, and this is why it's so important. You know, yes, you're on for your soul. You kick off the Sunday lineup right here on, on 126. But the reason why I thought it was important to have you on this channel is because of the way in which you approach you very spiritually, very lovingly, this thing called debt. And, um, you know, and, and that you build, you, you, you put your money where your mouth is, right? So you don't just talk about building, you're doing it. You're doing it. You have a you have a, a nursing home in Somerset that has your name on it. I saw it with my own two eyes. There's there's schools, there's hospitals, there are all these things that you helped to create. Uh affordable housing, there are condos. It like you created a community out of whole cloth. You did that. And now you're putting together a, a group of people to have the first black uh health, home healthcare um facility yeah. in in um, I mean, I this in, is amazing. In
1: New Jersey, yeah. In New Jersey, But but, but see, again, again, I have three earned degrees, but all of the developments that you saw, our senior housing, our health care agency, this meeting tonight about home health care, I did not learn how to do any of these things in college, in my master's program, or my doctoral program. So sure, my education has helped form who I am in part, but my critical thinking that has resulted in physical outcomes for people came from experience.
0: How do we teach that, right? Um, One of the frustrations every day is realizing how much of a gap there is in that thing that you're talking about right now, that people go to school and again, I've taught in in the college system for the last 20 years, and what I see is that we the kids come out of high school learning how to regurgitate information that has been told to them, but they don't excuse me learn how to think through a problem. So I spend a great deal of the semester interacting with them differently than they're used to and a lot of kids get freaked out. What do you mean there's no test? What do you mean I, I there's no multiple choice? What do you you know, it's like, no no, we're going to have to think through this problem. It's not going to be A B or C. How do I, you know, I think there's an opportunity right now with COVID, with the schools being closed to actually reimagine what education should look like, both secondary and higher education.
1: Well, I think everybody knows without saying it out loud that the best learning happens by exposure and by experience. There's no school to teach kids how to sell drugs, but they sell them. Hmm. You know, you don't go to class and take a test, you know, on whether or not you'll be a good drug dealer. But what happens is young people are exposed. They're given the experience It's trial and error and they win. And so I I just think we have to realign our culture and our educational systems to ensure that we have more experience and more exposure. When a trade union has an apprentice. They send them to the work. They don't just send them to the class. And we, and, 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 and we just, we have to fix this because when you travel around the world, when you go to China, children in fourth grade in China are speaking three languages. If you go to Egypt, children in Egypt are speaking three and four languages before they leave elementary school. And, and so this, this, this idea that we just have to help our children have fun and look good is going to put our entire uh, country behind the eight ball and, and, and we're moving there quickly. So it's, 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 it's being willing to go outside the box and, and to stop acting like we're still training factory workers who only need to know how to get up in the morning, go to work, and, and move widgets all day for 40 years and then retire. Those days are gone, and they're not, they're not coming back.